But what if I don't like him? Well, why wouldn't you like him? You like practically everybody. <laughs> Everybody, this is again with this Beverly Hills 90210 edition. Today's episode is season two, episode nine, Ashes to Ashes. And now your hosts, Tara Ariano and Sarah D. Bunting. Hey, Sarah. Hello, Tara and Dave. Uh, before we get into it, Dave, do you want to make a mention about ads? Yes, please. Thank you for reminding me. Um, if you want to purchase an ad on this very podcast or on our sister podcast, Extra Hot Great, or on both for a discounted rate, go to previously.tv slash ads and fill out the form there. It's 50 bucks for a personal ad if you want to wish somebody happy birthday, a happy graduation because it's 90210 maybe, mm-hmm. or uh, whatever you want. That's 50 bucks. Or if you have a commercial product to pitch us, uh, to pitch our usership, uh, that's 100 bucks. 50 bucks personal, 100 commercial. Go to previously.tv slash ads and fill out the form there and um, I will contact you shortly there. After. Hi. Now we're back. Hi. <laughs> um, this one, the B story, I'm going to say, is barely a story, except that it keeps coming up over and over again. So I feel like it gets its own, it deserves its own designation. But uh, as we open, uh, the Walsh family is hosting um, a sales meeting, I guess. <laughs> they have a yeah, guy. It's like alarm per wear. I don't <laughs> Alarm way. <laughs> Yes. Uh, there's a different kind of product. A guy is up at the front in an ill-fitting suit and a tie that doesn't reach his belt buckle talking about the alarms <laughs> they everyone in town should buy from him. Because uh, I guess there have been some, some <gasps> recent... It sounds like the the, uh, the purge. <laughs> I wish. Do they no. resent him because he's uh, really just, you know, um, profiting <laughs> off their misery? Um, I resented him. <laughs> yeah, I resent him too. And so do Jim and Cindy after he calls them Jack and Candy Welsh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the, the, I forgot about that. The kids are very dubious about it, rightly so, because the rest of the plot line with this is that uh, it just keeps randomly going off. Um, no one knows how to turn it off. It's like crazy, dumb hijinks. And it's especially embarrassing because as we're about to find out, there's some people moving into the neighborhood that might feel victimized by false security alarms. Uh, so let's just get to that because we have no clips for the B story. It's dumb. A story. <laughs> Brandon meets <laughs> another... <laughs> There's nope. nothing like we all know what an alarm going off sounds like. So let's just maybe not. It sounds like braying. Speaking of which, speaking of which, well, let's lead into it. So, as I the said, there's great a new film. White dope strikes again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so first, before we get to meet this new family, we get a little foreshadowing about what is wrong with them, and uh, that's what we hear from the concerned troll neighbor that tra- buttonholes Cindy <laughs> at the end of the alarm meeting in clip number two. The Lieberman house was broken into in broad daylight. It's horrible. Mm. I don't think we've met the Liebermans. We'd have missed anything. But the worst is that Kaplan over at 1410. Oh, with those barking dogs that he runs off the leash. And have you heard the latest? Well, the new people have moved into the old Walker house. Oh, what are they like? Uh, well, you'll see. <laughs> 
They are Satanists, obviously. Just kidding. Um, before we get to meet them, we get to see footage of somebody taking terrible photographs um, all over school in B-roll form. He, like, has Well, I wish Dave had watched just this part of it so that he could critique it, but they're bad. Watch the episode and you will see everything is out of focus. It's all lame. Um, Brenda also exposes something. I think something. he's only taking photos of the cool kids, right? Uh, I think there's a couple of like random frisbee shots and stuff. I don't. Rem- I, I I admit I don't remember because it's so dumb. Um, there's a there's a brief moment where Brenda says she still hasn't met Iris, even though she's been in town for three weeks. Um, and then Brandon is at the Blaze office where Andrea is excited to tell him all about a possible staff photographer named Robinson Ash the Third. Um, and she, oh, she wants Brandon to go and introduce himself on behalf of the paper because now he's on the editorial board. And we hear a little more of why in clip number three. Can he shoot sports? I don't know. Why don't you ask him? I think he has tech this period. What's he like? Well, actually, I haven't had the chance to meet him yet. But oh, I... Andrea. Please, Brandon, you are much better with new people than I am. You know how intense I get. <laughs> This yes, is, <laughs> I mean, she, she does, but I don't think her intensity is as off-putting as Brandon's typical intensity is, so that's an interesting call on her part, but whatever. And I wish either of them had been a little more intense. This scene goes on for three years. It really is, <laughs> is needlessly a, B, long. We didn't clip this, but he calls the photos like, look at these lifestyle shots he took. Like, <laughs> lifestyle <Yeah>. shots? <laughs> Is that is that a thing? I'm asking. Mm-mm. Just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> uh, so Brandon goes to tech class, the only one of two classrooms on the set, and approach. <laughs> There's a because the person's name is Robinson Ash the Third. He goes up to the person that looks the most waspy, which is like this giant blonde Scandinavian-looking kid in a stripy sweater. But of course, it's not him. It's a black kid behind him. Um, and considering dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Consider- <laughs> <Where's Houdini? laughs> oh. anyway, uh, Robinson Ash the third hereafter Robbie is super cocky considering what we've already seen of his photography um, he knows that he lives in Brandon's neighborhood and asks for a ride home uh, there's some tiresome quote comedy unquote about them trying to mess with each other so like they are friends whatever and then we go over to uh, the Ash Mance, where Cindy has brought over a mayonnaise salad to the new people. Um, she, she, <laughs> and mayonnaise salad. That's what I it mean, looks like, right? Yeah, I just love that. Like, it's a salad of mayonnaises <laughs> and maybe a little Miracle Whip, some breadcrumbs. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't spread it on a sandwich, but anyway. Um, So they're both very friendly. The the mom's name is Felicity. And uh, Cindy, as she's just about to leave, has one final thing that she just wants to mention in clip number four. I brought along a pamphlet from the West Beverly Hills Patrol. I'm the new block captain for the neighborhood watch. (laughs) Well, it's not like Beverly Hills has a major crime problem or anything, but uh, there have been some incidents this month. We heard. In fact, my husband thinks it's a good thing all these break-ins started before we moved in. He was joking, of course. Oh, I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the next time you're mall walking on Rockingham Drive, just might want to cross the street. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Wait, who lived it? Was it OJ who lived there? And then, uh, no, she Bundy. 
That maybe? Yes, that sounds right. That Has she it really she, been that long ago? We used to all know everything about this pathetically. Anyway. I know. I think that was Brentwood too, but regardless. Um, so Brandon drives Robbie home. We find out that his dad made his money as a popcorn magnate. Uh, and <laughs> it's Papa's popcorn. Go ahead, Dave. What? <laughs> no, so I was just... Oh, uh, just laughing at I yourself? Was wishing, no, I was wishing I had that uh, song, Popcorn. Oh, the song, Popcorn, sure. So then Brandon is uh, backing out of the driveway and backs right into a car driven by Vivica A. Fox, who looks so pretty. I mean, she still does, but uh, it's unbelievable how young she looks here in her red bowler hat and cropped red blazer um and they fight about well let's let's hear their meet cute in clip number five look what you did look what i did what are you insane you ran into me this is a brand new car this is a classic car give me your license no what do you mean, no? We just had an accident. We got to report it. Listen, I don't have to do nothing until I talk to my father, whom you better believe is going to put your head on a platter and serve it to his lawyers for breakfast. Yeah, well, my father's no slouch either. By the time we get finished with you, you're going to wish you never graduated from driver's training. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I can't believe what I'm hearing <laughs> here. Too. Why should I have to pay for something that wasn't my fault? Brandon, I already told you. I will pay for it. It's a non-issue, so let's drop it. But there's a principle involved here, Dad. What's involved here is a minor accident where no one was injured, so let's walk away from it with our heads held high and our insurance premiums intact. Fine, why don't we just roll over with our tails between our legs while we're at it? He's your son, you talk to him. Dad, Brandon, look, even if it is her fault, and I'm sure it was, I mean, this is not the kind of message I want to be sending to these people. Honey, we lived here for two months before anybody on the block even deigned to talk to us. That's probably because we're from Minnesota. Very funny, Brenda. But the fact is, they're our neighbors now. And we have to try to get along with them. We have to learn to live with them. But Brandon, I'm sorry. That's the way I feel, and that's the way it's going to be. You know why they're doing this, don't you? Yeah. For free popcorn. (laughs) So I love how everyone's dancing around the, uh, we don't want to seem racist by pursuing this, even though it clearly was her fault, uh, from what we could see. But... Brandon is... I don't know. No? He was backing out of a driveway. He's, I guess that's true. She's not obliged to stop just because he's not looking in his classic Mustang that his dad boyfriend bought him. <laughs> she does have the right away to her. She does. Or he does. She does. Yeah. She does. Right. All right. Okay. Well, never Even mind. She doesn't. How do you... Wait, I'm a little concerned you don't know this. I wasn't clear on what you were saying. <laughs> All right, Whatever. It's a wonderful day, backing out of my driveway, not a care in the world. Whoops, I'm daddy's boy. That's why I often turn around, because I don't like that blind driveway. Anyway, um, meanwhile, Brandon is pretty sure he knows how she's gloating, but he is wrong in clip number six. You know, the worst part about it is that girl's got to be gloating right about now. But, Daddy, it was his fault. I sincerely doubt that. Well, you drive like a bat out of hell. I told you not to buy a sports car. Uh, This is an A and B conversation. See your way out of it, please. Robbie, hush. I'll call the insurance company in the morning. If you won't sue him, Daddy, I will. Look here, Cherise. We didn't move to Beverly Hills so you could make a spectacle of yourself. Right. We moved here so we all could become a whiter shade of pale. Cherise, that is cruel and untrue. 
Well, what am I supposed to tell them back in Inglewood when they asked why we moved out? How about telling them the truth? How about telling them that one of the reasons we moved out was to put as many miles between you and that Devo Demars character, with whom I know you're still hanging about? Busted. Shrimp, you work in my last nerve, okay? So why don't you take that last nerve over to the Walshers and tell that young man that your father insists upon paying for the damages. But, Daddy. No buts. Just go. Um, spin off for Sharice, please. <laughs> She's already in that one scene more awesome than anyone in the gang, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Also, her dad is Shaft. Also, her dad is Shaft. And he is over it and all of her shit, which is great. Yeah. Um, so the kids meet up in the driveway, report on their dad's orders. It's a lot more flirty this time, and they introduce each other. And uh, they're standing like four inches away from each other, which... Mm-hmm. Here's my uh, not a crackpot theory on why that is. Uh, she's a lot bigger than uh, Brandon. Uh-huh. And so if they shot it in a certain way, it wouldn't seem like she was six inches tall. <laughs> <laughs> you may be right about that. That could six, be. Six nine with the bowler hat. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so the next day, Brandon uh, goes to pick up Robbie for school, almost hits Sharice again, um, and that's when he finds out that she still goes to Baldwin uh, in their old neighborhood, which is in South Central, and then she's, he, we cut to him reporting this story to Andrea, and including doing an imitation of Sharice, which is not great, um, and how snobby she is about West Beverly. Andrea wants Brandon to do a story about why... She doesn't want to go to West Beverly, even though it's such a great school. And, you know, in case you forgot, Andrea is also not supposed to be there and blah, blah, blah. The parallels between the two of them are the opposite, I guess. Um, and Br- Andrea tells Brandon basically to extort Robbie to make him help get Sharice to agree to do the story or else yeah. he won't get the job oh. at the paper, which is weird for Andrea. Like, what? what is such a big deal with this story, and why would anyone care who goes to West Beverly, but whatever. Yeah, I don't understand what the story is, and I don't... What I do think I understand is that it's really not super ethical for mm-hmm. her to be like, in so many words, trade on your friendship with Robbie to get an interview with his sister who doesn't go here. Right. Like, she's not a student. What... Who cares? What is the story? I know. There is none. Um, but, you know, it's just a reason for Brandon to keep talking to her, obviously. So cut to uh, the gang on the lawn where Robbie is shooting, and we hear a little bit of the conversation in clip number seven. <laughs> Why is it that every time I look up, that Robbie kid has a telephoto lens pointed at me? Yeah, just what this campus needs, paparazzi. What? <laughs> no Probably one doesn't on- need paparazzi either. <laughs> First of all, at this point in the series, they would have been plagued by the paparazzi all the time. Like someone should have told Luke Perry how to pronounce that word, particularly maybe the director. Maybe it's a play on popcorn. I don't think so. Because I don't think they know that yet. (laughs) I think it might be. None of them have met Robbie yet. Oh, okay. Um, So then Brandon finds Robbie where he is shooting them like the paparazzi. And um, <laughs> this embarrassing exchange ensues in clip number eight. It's going to sound kind of weird, but Andrea wants me to interview yours. Your sister. Interview Sharice? If it's all right with you. No, I have no problem with the concept, man. It's just that uh, Sharice, you got to worry about. Why's that? You really want the truth? Always. <laughs> you see, it may be different with you, but the truth is... 
Sharice really isn't that crazy about white people. <laughs> okay, first of all, Sharice, <laughs> do not blame you. Second no, of all, further I fucking ex- hate white people. We're the worst. <laughs> Second, further exposure to Brandon is not likely to change her mind on this subject. If anything, it will only cement her views further, I feel. I seriously, if anyone is gonna drive you to separatism, <laughs> it is Brandon. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Well, Take us with you, Cherise. In, in case you weren't sure if he was going to embarrass himself slash white people in his further dealings with her, wonder no more. Of course he does. Um, he comes over to the house with Robbie. And uh, when he shows up, Cherise is on the phone with at Tamale Heaven with the aforementioned Dimas, uh, trying to get him to come visit her, blah, blah, blah. We will we will find out how that goes later, but and um, this is skipping over a uh, interminable scene with uh, Ricky who answers the phone Tamale Heaven and seems <laughs> to think he's trying out for I don't know what like are these the auditions for Pippin? <laughs> no. And then there's an end. He's like, "Tell her I'm not here." Here you go. It just goes on forever. I know. Like guys, stop padding with it. Yeah, although I would I would take that over, you know, five of the, oh, no, the alarm is going off again scenes, because enough. But anyway. Yeah, or the fact that apparently Brandon was lurking behind a one of those closet-sized moving boxes yeah. for, like, the duration of this. Right, and so Sharice hangs up, calls Dima's a sucker and under her breath, and then notices Brandon standing there, and then this happens. Clip number nine. How long have you been standing there? I was just waiting for Robbie to bring out the popcorn. And eavesdropping on my private conversation? No, I wasn't. Not really. All I know is you have a boyfriend who detests Beverly Hills about as much as you do. First of all, I don't have a boyfriend. And second of all, I don't detest Beverly Hills. Oh, that's right. What was it you said to me this morning? FYI, Brandon. No. Beverly Hills ain't heaven on earth. No. What was that about, Reese? It was about putting you on the defensive. And don't ever call me racy. Dude, you are brutal. Sorry about that. Well, you should be. I'm a nice guy. No, really, I am. My mom told me so. What else did she tell you? She told me to look both ways before crossing the street and always be polite to the ladies. Uh, In all shades and colors? Never stopped me before. (laughs) There's so much wrong with that exchange. I (laughs) just... Um, I assume it goes without saying for those of us who, for those listening who are only experiencing these episodes through the podcast, but when he does his uh, impression of Sharice, which by the way, don't, uh, as, as Angie Jordan told us, don't do impressions of other races. I was about to say that. He also (laughs) makes sure to add in neck rolls like, no, 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 no. This is, this is not for you to do. Stop it immediately. Don't be such a squeef. And there's also like the finger pointing, like yeah. Oh, occasion, <laughs> please. So then, poor Vivica A. Fox has to do sex eyes at Brandon while he does it back to her for like 25 minutes, <laughs> and then um, they go back out to uh, Brandon. Then blows off Robbie because he's taking Sharice out for dinner. Robbie yeah, not nice invited friend. at all, by the way. What the hell? Robbie's like, sure, no problem. Like we're you guys hanging out and he's just like all right well um i'm just gonna go out with your sister and robbie's like all right i mean i don't know yeah i don't know uh 
It's it's all very bad. Then we're back at Tamale Heaven where uh, nothing really of consequence happens except I think his name, I have in my notes that the, the other friend's name is Ramon, the slightly, the one that looks like a lippier uh, Richard Grieco. He's telling Dimas about his cousin who worked in different wings in a Beverly Hills house, blah, blah, and then tells Dimas to go surprise Charisse, bring her flowers, wear a nice shirt, make it green for money, and then he pulls off three snaps, which, yes, there is a gif. And then Brandon takes Sharice uh, to the peach pit to meet everyone slash let everyone embarrass themselves <coughs> in front of her. And we hear that in clip number 10. This is David, Donna, and Dylan. You can just call us the three Ds. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, it's nice to meet you, Sharice. This is my sister Brenda. She was in the car you tried to take out this morning. Ah, sorry about that. Oh, it's okay. Hey, I like what you're wearing. Thanks. And what? I love the way you wear it. I'm Steve Sanders. You're definitely better looking than your brother. I hope so. And this is Kelly. Hi. I love what you're wearing. Thank you. I right, want you know. This is very hip, Brandon. Very hip. Well, Kelly. Shouldn't Steve Sanders' line really been, I'm Steve Sanders and I'm the biggest D here? <laughs> um yes it should have uh yeah that was rough um you you can't see that kelly sort of pulls brandon aside to say that thing about how hip he is first of all he's not and second of all she she's still like three inches away from sharice's head so it's like that's that's even in tv land that's not far enough to make that remark p.s don't make that remark it's stupid yeah and it's like not all that in character for her no either like Mm-mm. the other members of the gang like have literally never given a shit except like occasionally steve is well if steve is awake he's being a racist but it's like not a he'll date anything yeah he'll, rolling donuts everyone's fair game <laughs> True. so meanwhile while this is happening uh Divas has made his way to the neighborhood he's not sure where sharice's house is and when he calls to get the address from information it's unlisted uh, so he's walking up the street when a corgi of justice comes out of nowhere and starts barking at him. Presumably, this is one of the Kaplan dogs. There's a gif. Um, I mean, is this literally the only dog? Like, I'm just trying to imagine the set that day, and it's uh-huh. supposed to be like some German shepherd named Maxie. Right. Like, got sick or had puppies or something, and they like called the. Animal Wrangler in desperation, like, we'll take a do- any dog, any dog you got. And here comes this, like, <laughs> Corgi, who is super cute, but like, mm-hmm. and is really trying to jump up high and be menacing. Yeah. But it's a Corgi. Well, you, as I said, you can see it in the GIF. It's hilarious because um, he's trying to look harassed. But at the same time, it's like, just kick it. It's a Corgi. It's three <laughs> inches tall. Don't kick corgis. That was a joke. Don't kick any dog, but seriously. Anyway, so um, while he's being harassed by this dog, the security patrol, who have been, of course, called to the neighborhood again because of the Walsh's busted alarm uh, system, uh, see a black person on the street in Beverly Hills and spring into action in exactly the way you would expect in clip 11. Hey! Hold it! Like animals, kid? Well, I could take them or leave them, but uh, I work this tamale stand, so they must smell the meat, you know? Yeah, where are you going so fast, huh? I'm going to see my girlfriend. What's her address? She lives on Hillcrest Drive. I don't know the exact address, but the name is Ash. 
better call BHPD, have him come and check out our friend here. Well, give me a break. What you gonna do? Are you gonna arrest me for walking on the public streets? It's in the bag. Yogurt. Your hands inside. Well, check it out. Hey, 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 get your hands off me, man! You responsible for all those burglaries, my man? What burglaries, man? Look, I ain't done nothing! Shut up! Um, I have a question other than the obvious like these are racist cops being racist and they're actually not even cops they're just security patrol but what do they think he has in the bag like is the implication that they think it's drugs and like he would be walking down the street with a white paper bag full of drugs to sell to the children of Beverly Hills I don't get it or that it contains his like ill-gotten booty that he burgled right I don't I mean here's the I don't know there are many sad things about this of course Uh, I'll pick this one Mm -hmm. um the whole getting arrested walking while black thing is still a fucking thing oh is it I hadn't heard about that (laughs) but 25 years later this show takes a like legitimate issue and is so ham-handed and bungly about it that you're you're laughing i mean these cops in particular i think all of that was adr except devo de mars mm-hmm. uh and they're just so i mean they're terrible so you can't take it seriously brandon is so like jivey and terrible that you can't take him seriously <laughs> yeah. and then that once again brandon is sent to solve this problem Ugh, yuck yeah, it's uh, it's terrible from top to bottom. This is the point where it slides into getting even worse for everybody involved. Um, the next day, when we check back in with the Walshes, Cindy's on the phone with that same concern troll who's telling her what is probably a highly edited version of events, and that's basically what Jim says in clip number 12. What happened? <clears throat> Your mother's speaking to Mrs. Cooper right now, so I don't know how viable any of this is, but... Apparently there was a prowler outside the ash home last night. Turned out to be a friend of the daughter's, you know, the crazy one with the sports car. Yeah, I know who she is, Dan. I took her out last night. You did? Yeah. There's some kind of problem with that? No. I'm just surprised, that's all. Why? Because she's well, black. Because uh, two days ago you were ready to drag her into court. Uh-huh. Is that the reason you're surprised, Jim? Really? I also, since when do the senior Walsh's care? Yeah. About that sort of thing. Like, they don't. Whatever. Right. The only reason that it was an issue when he was sniffing around Carla was because they knew that she was the witness to a crime that was in protection. So, whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> as soon as Brandon hears this story, he knows it's a story. So he goes to the Ash House to sniff around about what's actually happening uh robbie is very evasive doesn't want to tell brandon anything because robbie may not be a great photographer but he has excellent instincts and uh after he gets rid of brandon uh we hear some of what's happening with sharice and papa in clip 13 that's enough out of your smart mouth young lady none of this would have happened if you didn't invite that thug here in the first place what are the neighbors gonna say who cares what the neighbors think I care. Your mother and I didn't work all these years to buy a house in Beverly Hills so that we would be put under a microscope. 
Um, lest you think this is going to turn into an interesting discussion in this episode of assimilation versus authenticity, it's not, obviously. Because, I will note yes. that they gave him uh, terminology to use in his rant prior to this, such as no class bum yeah. and gallivanting. <laughs> yeah. So apparently it's the 40s. Right. 23 skidoo, Ashes! <laughs> Um, so that's not the 40s (laughs) they don't know what decade it is why should i shut up i have a cold yes so then we go to school where uh brandon runs into his friends who surprise are still dinks in clip 14 hey buddy hey steve hey kelster what's happening why didn't you tell us huh we're just wondering what happened last night I wish I knew. PR guy, the police force, was giving me the runaround all morning. You know? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Charisse. What about Charisse? We're just wondering if there's any jungle fever happening. Ugh. Steve. <laughs> Do you always Even have to if be you so were wondering Steve. that? Don't. Yeah. Don't ask. Right. Just don't talk. Hey, while we're talking about racism. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to say dinks. I know that's not how you meant it, but oh. that's a racist term. Is it? Yep. Against whom? Uh, Vietnamese, Asians, I forget. Oh, really? Yeah. I just really? meant dink as in like penis. I know how you meant it. Okay. But I'm just saying. It's it's one of those retired, Oh. Uh, you know. I see. Yeah. I apologize. That's all right. <laughs> it's a know, word from I my think... childhood that had no ethnic uh, yeah. overtones. Uh, I know. I felt, you no, know. No, that's what we said so that you didn't say dick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But there you go. Okay. Twerk. <laughs> Squeef. Yes, squeef. <laughs> they are being squeeves about it collectively, for sure. Um, uh, yes, that is correct. Collective is. squeeves. And Asian, especially Vietnamese. Oh, dear. Yes. Vietnamese, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard word for Dave to say. <laughs> it is. It's one of, one of the many. Yeah. Um, so Brandon goes to the, uh, the Blaze office to tell Andrea all about this huge injustice, because all of a sudden now he's aware of the fact that private security companies have no background checks that they do on their employees, which, again, as... To pick up on what Sarah was saying earlier, this is still an issue now. And there was actually an incident a few weeks ago uh, in Oakland where a security guard that was working at Whole Foods um, basically assaulted a customer because he tried to use food stamps. So way to go Whole Foods and Oakland and private security companies. Anyway, um, Andrea tells him to uh, to try and track down. Dimas and figure out what the story is. So of course Brandon has to go to his hookup, Robbie, and Robbie is not having it gloriously in clip Best. fifteen. Hey, listen, uh, so maybe you could help me out. Do you know Sharice's friend, the woman got hassled? Yeah. Well, what's his name? Look, man, I thought we were gonna forget about him. And pretend nothing happened? Sounds like a plan to me. Robbie, I need to interview this guy and I I'd like it if you could tell me how I can get in touch with him. Now, come on, Brandon. Why are you going to make this thing worse than it is? My parents are steamed up enough. You know that. Yeah, I know, but the truth is, this isn't about your parents. This is about breaking a news story. If you want to be our new staff photographer, I suggest you find a way to help me out here. Wow. Wow. If you put it that way, I strongly suggest you find yourself a new photographer. Hey, come on, man. What's your problem? My problem is you, man. You are a user, and I'm sick of it. You plainly use me to get to my sister. No, that's not true. Yes, it is. Use every opportunity you can find to make me painfully aware that when you look at me, you don't see the new kid on the block. 
You see the new black kid on the block. And I hate to tell you this, but in my eyes, that doesn't make you a whole hell of a lot different than those dudes at the security patrol. Burn. Oh. <laughs> I have in my notes, Robbie tells Brandon a bunch of shit and it's glorious because it is. Um, and Brandon really has no response to this in the scene, obviously. So he waits until he's in the car with Brenda to complain that Robbie basically called him racist. And Brenda's like, well, and Brandon does not like that one bit, but it's great. Nope. Um, uh. So then Sharice uh, comes home looking extremely 90s. Uh, she knows about the article now and she's pissed at Brandon. Uh, the article he wants to write about her because Robbie told her. Um, and she tries to get rid of him. And then this happens in clip 16. Cherise. <sighs> Damn alarm. You better rush home and call the security patrol. For all you know, a Negro might be breaking into your house. Okay, okay, fine. You win. I'm the bad guy. I'm the biggest bastard in the history of Beverly Hills, all right? You can say or think anything you want about me. I don't care. Oh, that's so liberating. I'm glad he doesn't care. Now I'm going to be even meaner, Brandon. Uh. Uh, so then Brandon goes home, yells at Cindy about the alarm like it's her fucking fault. And the salesman is there this time because they've had so many problems. And Brandon gets to ask him about the whether the officers on the security patrol file reports. Um, and so then he somehow through this, they give it to him because I guess he said he's a reporter for the blaze. And Brenda runs into him on his way out the door, and we get clip 17. Where are you going so fast? Tamale heaven. Hmm, sounds delish. I'll let you know. Hey, is that that new place at Charlottesville? No, it's south. Where? It's south. It's somewhere between Watts and the airport, I think. Why are you going there? It's where Sharice's boyfriend works. I want to try to get an interview with him. This is going to sound kind of beat, but is it safe for you to go there by yourself? We'll, we'll see. Brandon, I know you love playing Woodward and Bernstein. But I think you're getting way over your head here. Thanks. Brandon. Brenda, just stay out of it. It's got nothing to do with you. Fine, just go. <sighs> the danger music. <sighs> Brandon <clears throat> doesn't care. He'll do anything in pursuit of a story. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> so... After the commercial, we're watching through Brandon's eyes as he drives through some South Central B-roll, uh, finds his way to Tamale Heaven, where three uh, rough-looking youths, I guess, come out and try and look hard, even though they're like 13. Brandon tries to look hard back. It's embarrassing for everybody involved. And then Devo comes out, <laughs> uh, sees trouble a-brewing. Even I'm embarrassed. I'm it's- embarrassed that I watched it and know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, oh. you know, Brandon trying to look tougher with his, like his lifts and his shoes and his tall hair. It's like just bad. So uh, Devo comes out and yells at the kids, successfully scares them off and then turns to Brandon, assuming he's there to buy drugs. Um, Brandon follows him in, drops Sharice's name, embarrassingly even more, introduces himself as a reporter for The Blaze as if Devo's going to give one tenth of a shit about that. Um, and sure enough, he's not interested. Uh, and then he uh, lays into Brandon even more awesomely. Let's hear a little bit of that in clip 18. Did that to you, didn't I? Oh, what, this? Oh, no, nah, you know, my mom's accidentally rolled over me with her Rolls Royce. Seriously, man. <laughs> Security patrol jack you up or was it the city cops? Did you say jack you up? <laughs> You've been reading your Spike Lee handbook. Hey, pal, you think you can drop the attitude long enough to tell me what happened? Why should I? Man? Because it's an important story. What is, man? You tell me. 
being in the wrong place at the wrong time or being in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong color. Do you think for one minute it would have been any different for you out there if I hadn't chased these guys off, huh? It's not the same thing. Yes, it is, man. Wake up, all right? Then we're not welcome as to my kind in Beverly Hills. And you should not feel free to roam around these alleyways either. Yeah, but that doesn't make it right, does it? Of course it doesn't make it right, man. It makes it the kind of world that we live in today. I came down there and heard this guy on the radio talking about that Rodney King incident. You know, the guy that got beat up by the LAPD. Yeah, I know who he is. Well, the amazing thing wasn't what happened, Rodney. Because, see, that happens every day down here. The amazing thing was the whole thing got peeped out by somebody's home video camera. Uh, where we ever so young? God. I know, my God. <sighs> and again, depressingly, how little has changed in the intervening two and a half decades. Like, now it really still doesn't matter if you have home video footage of this shit going down, Eric Garner. So I... Yeah, I... Here's another thing that makes me a little sad. Uh, Devo, like, usually when these characters get airlocked, it's like, thank God, because they couldn't act. Um, this guy's, like, really charismatic. He's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. These lines are actually kind of garbage time, but A, I think the writers don't care that Brandon looks like an a-hole. <laughs> True. And B, this guy sort of elevates them, which is pretty unusual. Like, usually the writing is terrible and the actors can't do anything about it, Mm -hmm. um, with a few exceptions. This guy's really good, and then he got, you know, Island of Misfit Boy. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, And I I love that they still continue to write Brandon as just his default move is just to go straight to cock, because... He's trying to ingratiate himself, you would think, with this guy so that he'll agree to do an interview with him. But instead, he's just like yelling at him, like why he doesn't get punched. Every episode is a real mystery. Um, And Devo isn't done being awesome as Brandon follows him outside to Hector him some more. Here's my favorite part of that in clip 19. You want a story, Blondie? (laughs) Blondie. (laughs) (laughs) Choose to think of that not so much as his hair color as that he's a white brownie. Because he is. (laughs) Uh, And then Robbie is there shooting because Brenda went and picked him and Sharice up and drove them there. Or Sharice probably drove them there. I didn't notice. Yeah, I I can imagine. Oh, that's right. Brenda doesn't have her her license yet still. So Sharice basically tells Devo to let Brandon interview him. Brandon's not so sure he's going to write about it anymore. Robbie thinks he should. He got great pictures. And then they take a photo together of the tamales of peace, as I called it in the visual aids. Um, And later, everyone's at the Walsh house. Kids are sampling new popcorn flavors from the Papa's line. Uh, David crams it all in his mouth in one bite because I guess he never wants to be invited back again. And then we get another version of pumping up fucking Brandon about his fucking shitty writing in clip 20. I like this part right here. It's when we stop looking at the human race as individuals, we, as a generation, are in trouble. Eloquently put. Is it? (laughs) We're in trouble? Also, is this an editorial? What is this story? Brandon's writing is terrible. Please stop quoting it. Yeah, really. Like, you're not not helping. It's like... um whatever movies about stand-up comedy like, this is why they fail because yeah, <laughs> like oh that's a lit like all the reaction shots and punchline that you're like that's yeah. not it's not funny but <sighs> what does that even mean i yeah, i don't know does brandon know no we he hasn't learned anything what generation is that generation bray <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Uh, that racist old windbag, Mrs. Cooper, comes back over. Cindy <clears throat> blows her off. Uh, and then it's the next day and Sharice and Brandon almost hit each other's cars again. Just kidding. They just pull up beside each other in the street. She's on her way to go see Devo. And um, now Papa likes him because of Brandon's great story. Because Brandon is bringing people together. Oh his writing God. has powers. He can't imagine. <laughs> and uh, he grossly fishes for compliments in our final clip. Sharice, what's up? Same old, same old. Where are you going? Tamale heaven. That place was off limits. Not anymore. Ever since you did your article on Devo, my dad's been rediscovering his roots. Glad to help. Thanks. So what'd you think of the article? I think my brother's an excellent photographer. Nice. (laughs) You are brutal. That's what you deserve. (laughs) Stop trying to give yourself a blowjob. The fishing is really embarrassing. (laughs) For real. Um, And that's it. We never saw them again. And it's a shame because, as Sarah said, some of them were good actors and one of them was Shaft and one of them went on to be on The Celebrity Apprentice. So it's kind of an awesome family. All and around. I think Robbie is um, he's recurring on Bones or he has been. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, but it was like after puberty. So he's probably not recognizable. Anymore. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? I don't think so. All right. Most valuable player. <laughs> Um, Vivica A. Fox slash Charisse because she's awesome. Even her, even she can't even look bad in the terrible outfits they give her. She's just the best. That is true. However, I will take Robbie because Mm. of the amazing full volume ranking he gave to Brandon (laughs) that Brandon had no response for. Unlike the totally deserved rankings he got from other African Americans in the episode, this one left him speechless. Thank God. <laughs> hey Amen. Both of them are good good choices, I think. Least valuable player. <sighs> I don't know if I want to give it to Very Hip or Jungle Fever, so I'm just going to say Steve and Kelly tied for least valuable player. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> for all the usual reasons. Yeah, I need I... If you'd like to find out why, listen to the prior 42 minutes. Uh, And finally, the Kim Challenge. Bad, bad, and dangerous to know. Five reasons from this episode that Dylan proves he is mad, bad, and dangerous to know. Dave's got one. Uh, If you have a D name and hang out with Dylan, you may embarrass yourself by trying to create a false sense of camaraderie. (laughs) Yep. Um, he's not going to introduce you to his mom after three weeks, even if you're dating, which is at least mad, rude, and dangerous to know. <laughs> um, his mispronunciation of Italian words could get you into trouble if you ever visit uh, the greater New York area. Oh, no, he probably also thinks it's espresso. <laughs> oh, God. Manicotti. Mm. Um, uh, he... <laughs> he uh, Gives Brandon false confidence in his writing by quoting it in mixed company, which is never okay. Yeah, and also doesn't know what eloquently means. Agreed. Well, there are five. And that is it for the ashes to ashes. Ashes to ashes. Two ashes to ashes. (laughs) Sarah, take us home. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> next time on Again With This, uh, it's non-Minnesota non-fats in the pool hall as Dylan enters his mom-related downward curly cue. <laughs> uh, you can read all about that, this about this episode, and see all the visual aids at previously.tv. You can follow us at previously.tv on Twitter. Our capable producer, Dave, is at Clark. My fine co-host, Tara, is at Tara Ariano. And I'm at Tomato Nation. See you next time. Hi. You know what to do after the beeperoonie.